He kept a cache of cigarettes nearby, saying, It's all I have left. In 1964, Porter was wheeled into a California hospital for the last time. The nurse studied the patient, perhaps wondering how anyone so famous could look so cheerless. Clicking off the items on the questionnaire, the nurse came to the issue of the patient's religion. Put down none, replied Porter. The nurse said, Protestant? Put down none. Why not list Protestant? asked a friend who knew Porter's mother had attended Baptist churches. But at Porter's insistence, the answer was a definite none. Shortly after being wheeled to his room, he sent someone to destroy his pornographic photographs. With that done, he died. He was terribly alone at the end, said a friend. He really didn't have anything or anyone he was close to. His secretary lamented that her boss never found the strength that came from faith in God. Without faith, one is like a stained glass window in the dark, she said. How to reach his particular darkness, she added, is an enigma. A similar darkness has descended on our world, and American culture now resembles that stained glass window through which no light is shining. We are living in a world where anything goes but nothing satisfies. No matter how America's moral relativism is celebrated by songwriters and social pundits, it leaves people terribly alone at the end. That is why I grieve as I survey today's popular culture and why it is vital for Christ followers to resist the siren calls of our increasingly decadent age. The Expression of Our Moral Decline The Bible anticipated that decadent times like our present age would come. In speaking of His second coming, the Lord Jesus said, But as the days of Noah were, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. Matthew 24, 37 What were those days of Noah like? Genesis 6, 5 tells us, Then the Lord saw the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart were only evil continually. This is a description of the society swept away by the flood. In his book about the days of Noah, Jeff Kinley wrote, If the Bible is correct in stating that earth's entire population was thinking only about evil 24-7, Certainly those evil thoughts would have included sexual promiscuity, adultery, and perversion, as well as rape, prostitution, homosexuality and lesbianism, and pedophilia. Does that sound extreme or far-fetched? Considering that most of these aberrations and perversions have been prevalent among us since Noah's day, it's not a stretch to imagine how prominent they would have been in a world without any moral compass or restraint. Perhaps America has not yet sunk to the lows of Noah's day, but as I say in my book, I never thought I'd see the day. Our moral compass seems no longer to have a true north. The needle spins crazily, looking for a direction on which to settle. 2 Timothy 3, 1-5 says, But know this, that in the last days perilous times will come, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, 
haughty lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power. The description of Noah's generation and Paul's prediction of the generation that will introduce the last days summarize the depravity of man, yes, even the total depravity of man. I know that total depravity is a controversial term and certainly one that is often misunderstood. Total depravity does not mean, as most people think, that human beings are as depraved as they could possibly be. This would, by necessity, mean that there is no good in humans at all. But we know this is not the case. Not all human beings are drunkards, felons, adulterers, or murderers. Many are noble, generous, self-sacrificing, highly moral, and loving. Total depravity defines the extent, not the degree, of our sinfulness. In other words, while our depravity...